Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft podcast episode. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm thrilled to be out here. It's a beautiful September afternoon here. Wow, the leaves are just starting to change here in northern Vermont. Well, it's kind of late, honestly. They're just barely starting. Okay, so anyway, I want to talk today with you about sort of learning to or shifting into uh, operating from a place of strength. And after all, it's strength that people respect. So think about it, you know, when, you know, who do you go to when you really, really need help? You know, something's just cracked you down the middle. You have a big decision to make it to make in life, or you feel like you've really screwed something up. Who do you really go to? I know for me, it's my husband. He's wonderful at listening to me and also my rooftop friend. And because we, we tend to gravitate to, to the people who are really going to tell us um, what we need to hear versus what we want to hear, right? The people who tell us what we want to hear, and, and that doesn't mean that they're certainly not bad people. It might just be like a different layer of the onion, right? We've talked about our people and our, uh, you know, being different layers of the, uh, of the, of the onion. With this situation, we're talking about those in our cabinet, those in our cabinet, our safest people, because the people who just tell you what you want to hear, they're often just acquaintances at work or, um, you know, like uh, third or four or five layers of onion back, and that's okay. They're telling, telling you what you want to hear to make you feel better. That's a nice intention to get your approval, maybe, which, of course, is about the ego. But the people who tell you what you need to hear they are coming from a place of authenticity and integrity because it takes risk on their part to sort of put your well-being in front of or above their own need for your approvals. So they're kind of risking you being upset with them by laying it right on the line. You know, this is what's going on. And they're saying with love and kindness, but, you know, the truth can be can be hard to take sometimes. And that's when it, that's exactly what we what we need to hear. So people respect this because people respect integrity. People respect strength. They don't respect weakness, which is just glossing it over like frosting and everything's fine because no, it isn't fine. I may need some real guidance here. And again, the person, your safe person, you know, listening and then helping you and saying some things, they're coming from their own authenticity, living within their own frame of authenticity. So, yes, people respect strength. And I'll tell you, I just want to mention, too, that my inspiration uh, for today came from Wayne Dyer, one of my, definitely one of my greatest teachers in this life. I, his, his voice is also very soothing. There are days I listen to him just because it feels like I'm getting a mental massage or something. Um, anyway, so we, really we want to come from a place that's effective, right? We want to operate operate from a place that's effective. And this means realizing our own value, our own worthiness, you know, that I'm a divine creation. You can make up, you know, whatever your own words are. I deserve to be here because a lot of people don't feel that they do. You got to kind of come into that on your own, right? I'm a divine creation connected to other divine creatures. I deserve to be here. I was put on this earth to fulfill my own divine purpose with my own unique fingerprint. I am here for a purpose. And here's the thing, we've talked about this a lot. Knowing your own value is at the is the core of of any kind of growth, spiritual growth at the core, because we've got to realize our own value for all the rest of it to fall into 
to fall into place. So when we realize our own value, we're not saying that we've arrived there. We've got 100%. We've got to be really on the track, though, and knowing that we have a right to be here, that, that we're here on purpose, and that we have a, that there's a plan for us. It's something we were put on this earth to do. As you know, for me, it's educating, which is why, you know, teaching just fills me up and over the top. I fly around the room, not even looking at um, a clock, which would be hard at Champlain anyway, because we're a clockless campus. And also the educating I do in the well-being world. I mean, it's just, it's, I'm just in such a a flow zone. Uh, But here's the thing, is that no one has the right to get in the way of that. No one has the right to get in the way of your authentic purpose or your level of happiness your, your, your overall life satisfaction, no one has the right to throw a wrench in your wheel. It's important to remember that. And that comes back to the value of feeling worthy, you know, that they just don't have a right to do that. It's like a universal code or something. That's a, that's what Wayne Dyer would say. And there's also a Sanskrit word, ahimsa, which means do no harm. I will do, you know, no, no more harm. So when, you know, we, we prevent people from doing getting it, throwing a wrench in our wheel of happiness, right? It's important that we don't derail them because that's a, we have to kind of do what we need to do with honesty and kindness, because that's the rules is we have every right in the world to go forward with intention towards our divine purpose. As long as we don't disrupt anyone else's path of divine purpose, that is the deal. We, and as long as we are not disrupting anybody else's happiness, getting the way in, you know, of, of what their purpose is, we're good to roll. So, okay. So we're talking about being quietly effective. And I think we've spoken before about we teach people how to treat us every day, all day long. We've talked about the unconscious mind being responsible for about 95 to 96% of everything we say and do all day long, Right. So we teach, we walk around all day teaching people how to treat us, which, you know, if we're not feeling that our own value and our, and our own worth and, you know, all the, you know, having all this kind of positive dialogue going through our minds too, we're going to often teach people to, to mistreat us, to not treat us as we deserve to be treated. And it's important to realize that the best way to teach people how to treat us is not with words at all not with words at all. They're not going to hear them. We get all wrapped up in disgusting, to, 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 sorry, discussing, discussing and persuading and trying to convince people of our value with words. That just makes us actually look weaker because and people don't respect weakness. Please like me. Look at all, look at all I have to offer. I've done this and that and this and that. And I'm really a nice person. You know, you should be treating me nicely. None of that works. It just has us in a place of victim, which is a weak place you know, trying to convince other people of our worth. And if we're trying that hard to convince them, convince people outside of us of our worth, what we're obviously really doing is trying to convince ourselves that we're worthy. And that just comes off as weak and people don't respect it. And so the best way to teach people how to treat us is with our behavior and, uh, and without words, without words at all. So, you know, uh, let's, I was listening to, to Wayne. He talked about an example about, you know, somebody's yelling at you, just rah, 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 yelling at you. The best thing to do is not to scream back at them, but to leave the room and not to leave the room with an attitude, not to slam a door and make a big point of it. Just quietly leave the room because the more energy we give to the individual yelling, screaming, maybe saying expletives, whatever they're doing when they're angry, if we give any kind of energy to it, that actually feeds them. That actually rewards them. So we want to leave without having swag out the door or any snark. And that was just one example. 
but we're quietly effective by just doing and not saying is the whole point. And then uh, Wayne talked about a universal, just like a universal knowledge base. I don't think he gave, there was any credit given for this by any particular person, but it says, uh, I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. I do and I understand. And when I heard Wayne say that this morning, I just found that so powerful and so true. And especially us midlifers, you know, we've at this point, we've pieced together lots of what happened early on in childhood and then teenagehood and young adulthood and all that. And we're many of many of us are feeling pretty good in our skin. And we're not saying we're we've already arrived after all. It's about the process, right? We're feeling pretty good in our skin, though. And and, and this really, at least at a fabulous 57, makes so much sense. And I, I can think of times, especially younger, um, you know, my 20s and 30s and with different people and, you know, getting caught up in these people that uh, maybe a certain stronger personalities might have been a position of power, might have been a power differential that was just social, you know, not not in a workplace. And now you maybe they might have been feeling just a little stronger than us. But I, I have memories of, especially in my 20s, I would say, you know, totally unaware of it because I wasn't in this current place with wisdom. When you're 20s, you just don't have it, right? Trying to convince people, you know, I really am this night. I really am. I really am a good, I really am whatever, whatever you know, the type of person you want to hang around with or whatever you want. And, and it's all just coming from a place of ego and seeking out approval. And um, yeah. And then when you get to, you know, you get into midlife, you're like, why wow, does this make a lot of sense? We don't need to get involved in the snark around us at all. We don't need to get involved in the noise around us at all. We just need to be quietly effective, you know, just be a class act. I think of my, my grandmother actually just having this conversation. She just came into my head because and my husband says this too it's she was she was my everything but he since we've known each other my husband and i for so long he's um 18 actually i met him he got to know her and she he used to he used to say about my grandmother she just reeked of class just reeked of class and i think one of the reasons other than, than that she dressed to the nines was that she didn't react i mean ever i i don't can't think of not even one example of her ever reacting to anything she was so poised she would, you know, think, think something through, come back, and then calmly have some kind of calm response. And this is what we're talking about, is just being quietly ref, um, effective. Leave the room. Um, you know, just maybe if somebody's been taking advantage of a PTO meeting or taking advantage of you in the workplace or whatever, maybe you don't need to sign up to do the to decorate for the Halloween thing. Even though, you know, I'm a Halloween nut fan. Maybe you just don't need to decorate the office. As much as you're you're inclined to, because you've done it for ten years, if people are taking advantage of you, and remember, we're not trying to we're not trying to to overtly prove any point. Point proving is all ego driven. We're just stepping out of the current. That's a very that's very important because people pick up on the energy. So it just makes it just when you do the approval point thing, even if it's quiet, it still looks weak. You got to kind of do it with class, which is what made me think of my grandmother. You know, just step out of the current without any kind of you know, residual anger or snark at, at the people, even quietly. You have to really, really detach from that to be quietly effective. Good. You know, and here's kind of the mantra. When you, when you walk out of the room, as you know, when you're being quietly effective or you, 
you know, step off the committee and you're quietly effective. You are not decorating for the PTO thing. And you just say something that's, you know, um, whatever to get out of it that's not proving a point. In your head, though, in your head, what you are saying is, you know, to privately, you know, wow, I think way too highly of myself. And I, you know, to, to, to stand here and take this or sit here and take this or whatever, I think way too highly of myself. I respect myself and I am not going to, we're not going to say it. We're just going to do it. Be quietly effective and just stay in your power, in your frame of authenticity. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off in the beautiful Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day. Mm-hmm.